0: Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west. Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane, I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose i hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. did you know that approximately 1.5 million people register for baby registries each year on average those people register in three locations making the count for baby registries about 4.5 million per year to say that's a lot of money spent on baby items is an understatement So join me today as I talk with creator of Populist, a simple baby registry site, Sarah Hollingsworth, as we discuss simplifying the baby registry. We discuss simplifying the process of building the registry and how to decide what's important and what's least important to add to the list. But before we get to the conversation, I wanted to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. I know that there are some of you that have been listening since the beginning of this podcast and you have yet to do so yet. So if you could just pause, take 30 seconds and leave a rating or review, it would really help this podcast succeed and grow. And then lastly, before we get to the interview, I just wanted to hear how you're enjoying Minimalist Moms Living and Parenting with simplicity. Let me know how you're enjoying that. I'm starting to see reviews come in on Amazon and Goodreads. And just people are so sweet in my direct messages on Instagram and Facebook. So I so appreciate what I've heard so far. And if you haven't grabbed a copy yet, head over to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or where books are sold online and let me know what you think. Again, thank you all so much for supporting The Minimalist Moms by just listening, again, leaving rating and reviews, or following along on social media. It really does mean so much to me just to see this community grow. So I appreciate you all for listening. And now for my conversation with Sarah. Sarah, thanks so much for joining me on the Minimalist Moms podcast.
1: You're so welcome. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Absolutely. Yes. I'm looking forward to hearing about baby registries. This is something that I have been wanting to talk about for a while. And I've actually talked about this myself on other podcasts, but I've never had anyone join me to discuss it. So I'm looking forward to hearing your advice in this area. But before we get started into our conversation, I'll allow you to introduce yourself to the listeners. Tell us if you consider yourself a minimalist.
1: Okay, sure. So hi, everybody. My name is Sarah Hollingsworth and I am in Austin, Texas. I live here with my husband, Scott, and our 21-month-old daughter, Amelia. I was running our events team at an IT company in San Antonio um, at a company called Rackspace. And last summer, I decided to launch my startup called Poppy List. So I can tell you guys a little bit more about that later, but Yeah, that's just a little bit about me. And the second part of your question, you asked if I consider myself a minimalist. And uh, yeah, I I really do. If you were to come into my house, I think your first question would be, are you sure there's a baby here? Um, (laughs) Because we don't have a lot of stuff, which has made our moves very easy. And it allows us to just I I don't know. My life is so chaotic as it is that the fact that we don't have a lot of stuff inside our physical space is just feels really calming and manageable with a toddler. And so in many respects, yes, I do consider myself a minimalist.
0: What made you begin to pursue minimalism? Because obviously, if you don't have a lot of things in your household, you have been intentional about it prior to bringing home a baby. So we'll get into the baby registry and populist, but I'm just a little bit more curious to dig around here.
1: Yeah, that's such a great question. So when I think about how I started to really pursue minimalism, I haven't always had a lot of physical stuff. So in terms of like material minimalism, I feel like I've always identified with that side. Of it, but it wasn't until I had my daughter that I really started to think about this idea about like task minimalism. And what I mean by that is so, two summers ago, when I had my daughter, um, we had decided to make a move from San Antonio to Austin, uh, which meant that I had to commute to work back and forth from Austin to San Antonio. Um, my job required a lot of traveling. Um, And as you know, with a new baby, there's so many tasks that go into just trying to get your daughter up, get them off to daycare, make sure that there's enough milk to send with them to school. So there were so many things that I had to keep track of in terms of caring for my family, but then also going back to work full time, which required me to take a shuttle from Austin to San Antonio. Um, Not to mention I had to travel for a week overnight. Um, away from my month old daughter. So I really started to think about this idea of minimalizing the physical things that I was responsible for. And, you know, the reason I started to think about how can I do less uh, was because I started to have really terrible, you know, I think when I think about it now, a lot of it was probably undiagnosed postpartum depression. But when I would drive myself from Austin to San Antonio, you know, there were certainly moments where I thought to myself, which this is going to be the first time my parents have heard this, but I I really did think to myself more than once, um, what would happen if I hit this car in front of me? And um, to have such, you know, scary thoughts as a new mother with a beautiful, healthy baby at home and a wonderful, supportive husband was very, very scary. And That was new for me. I knew that wasn't who I wanted to be, and I didn't recognize those thoughts that I was having. And so I really started to think about one, how can I get help? But two, like, how can I really prioritize the stuff that's expected and required of me in this life? How can I prioritize that? So, how can I do less stuff? And I started to see a therapist and really explored that idea. And three months into seeing my therapist, I quit my job. At my IT company. And that was the first thing that I so desperately needed to get off my plate for um, many, many reasons. And then with the help of my husband and my therapist, I just really started to look and prioritize about all the stuff that I was responsible for, like I said, as a new mother. And it's really hard to ask for help. And so hopefully that makes sense to you when I think about like the material side of minimalism. And then my life, I really started to, to get a grasp on this idea of How can I minimize all the stuff that I have to do, but minimize it in a way that I can prioritize it for me and my family? So hopefully that makes sense, Diane.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it does. And again, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that. And I think that you're right. It's when we're in those, that state of mind we can look for anything to try and minimize. I think that we don't even often realize how much could be contributing to just either a chaotic mindset or just feeling overwhelmed. And I feel like decluttering your home or decluttering your schedule, whatever that might look like, whatever you can minimize, just start whittling away at it. And I think that the relief that you feel is beneficial so that you can actually deal with what might be the underlying factors that are like, whether it's postpartum depression or whatever it may be. Just taking Any type of load that you have that's unnecessary, I guess. I'm glad that you were able to do that. And I'm curious, though, how that prompted you to start Populist.
1: You know, I always had this idea for Populist when I was pregnant with Amelia because I had such an overwhelming experience building my registry, um, trying to decipher what I must have versus what's nice to have. I didn't know what was true. And I was the first of my friends that had a baby. My twin sister had a four-year-old son at the time. And as you know, things in this industry change so quickly. Products get released. There's Mm -hmm. hundreds of new versions. There's new safety regulations. And so while I was so thankful to have her to look up to for advice in terms of motherhood, um, when I think about products, I didn't have anyone to ask those questions to. And I made my, (laughs) this is so funny, uh, one of the first of many, costly purchasing mistakes I made with my baby registry was, have you ever heard of a mini crib? No. What's the mini crib? Okay. So (laughs) mini cribs exist. They're designed for people who live in like studio apartments in New York city or San Francisco. And I accidentally bought a mini crib and I sent a photo to my sister and her response was that looks like a a dog bed for tank and tank was the Boston Terrier puppy that we grew up with. So here I am in Texas with, you know, like a normal size home and a mini crib for my daughter. And that was the first thought that I had was like, Oh my gosh, if this is the mistake I made after spending 30 hours researching, like there's gotta be other, other parents are experiencing this same problem so not only was it time-consuming and overwhelming, it really wasn't that much fun. There has to be a better way to do this, and there has to be a way to do this in a way that makes sense financially for people, and you could customize this experience to people's square footage, their storage capacity, and help people identify like what they truly, truly need And I couldn't find anything that existed. And that was uh, the reason I started Populist.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. By the way, I just Googled mini cribs. So I was like, I need to see what this looks like. They're small. (laughs) Yeah. If you're planning to cut back on alcohol this dry January, recess zero proof craft mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. Recess has meticulously crafted familiar favorites such as Lime Margarita and Grapefruit Paloma, allowing you to savor the flavors and experience of these cocktails without the alcohol content. Throughout January, my listeners can take advantage of a special offer and get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler Pack at takearecess.com minimalist. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash minimalist so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. For a lot of my listeners, I feel like they're on a journey to simplify their lives, but they don't want to sacrifice style, which I completely understand. And that's why I was excited to partner with Home Threads. Home Threads is the perfect blend of minimalism and comfort for your home. how do you begin to build a registry? What did that look like for you? And after you dealt with maybe, I don't think it was a mistake that you added a mini crib. I think that that, it was an easy mistake to make, but yeah. How would you (laughs) recommend building a baby registry list?
1: We only recommend parents, and this is like, you know, the, the perfect sort of match to what you discuss and what you share with your community in terms of this idea that less is more and and minimalism populist on average only recommends about 42 items compared Mm -hmm. to every other list that you might see, which is like over 200. We tell parents exactly what they need and exactly what they don't. And I love the fact that we have an opportunity to help parents make really informed purchasing decisions. And I'm so excited about the possibility in terms of you know, helping parents feel confident knowing that what they have is all they need and they don't need all the other stuff that this industry tells you that you need. And I feel really passionate and responsible really um, in a way to help people understand that, Hey, you don't need a lot of stuff to bring your baby home to a safe and nurturing environment. Here's why we know that's true. And here's how we can help you. And that's really exciting for, for me and for populist.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that you're right. There are so many people that are speaking into how many things we need and it's constantly changing because there's new products and there's things that just seem like slightly ridiculous, but also could be really convenient. So I, I do think it makes it really, it makes it muddied and it makes it hard to sort through. So what are maybe some questions that you would tell listeners to sort through as they're beginning to make this list? And are there things that they must have and then things that you definitely don't think they need? So that was like a three-part question. So I'll allow you to start where you want to.
1: So for anyone who needs to really consider what to add, here are the five questions that we recommend.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. One, how can I reuse this? So if you are thinking about uh, a diaper bag, Are there options that aren't your traditional diaper bag that you could use after the infant stage or after the first year where you don't necessarily need all the compartments that a traditional diaper bag has? So as you add a product, consider how can I reuse this? Number two, where will I store this? So I love this question. And I think it's really important if your baby or you are not using the item that you're going to register for, do you have a space for it in your home? And what does that look like? So where will I store it is a really great question to ask.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Number three, do I need this now? And I think this is a really important question that kind of is a really nice complement to number two. So if you think about a bulky high chair, you really don't need that until they're sitting up on their own, which might be around six months or depending on your child's development. But do you have a space to store it until you need it? And if you don't, maybe really consider purchasing that later. So that's number three is, do I need this now? Number four, can you save money by buying secondhand? So there's definitely a lot of safety regulations that parents need to be aware of in terms of, I wouldn't recommend using a car seat secondhand because you'll want to know, has it expired? Has it ever been in a car accident, et cetera? but there are a lot of things that you can buy secondhand. So there's really good marketplaces that exist. And and if it's an option that might work for you, I would definitely consider asking yourself if you can buy it secondhand. And then the last one, can I borrow something? And I know that's like such a simple question, but had someone recommended that to me and, and had I considered that with the other things that I bought, I probably wouldn't have as much stuff as I do now. And The only thing that I borrowed, and there's so many other things I wish I would have knowing what I know now, but I borrowed um, someone's infant car seat. And I know I just said, um, don't buy it secondhand, but this was a trusted friend who uh, I knew that that car seat was in great condition. It wasn't expired. It had never been in a car accident and it was an infant car seat. And now my daughter's in a convertible one. And so the fact that I was able to borrow something. That you know typically has a pretty expensive price tag was um, really we, we felt really fortunate we didn't have to make that expense uh, right when my daughter was born. So how can I reuse this? Where will I store it? Do I need this now? Can I save money by buying something secondhand or can I borrow something? Those are five questions that uh, we definitely encourage people to consider before adding products to their registry.
0: No, those are all such great questions. And I love that you said, Do I need this now? Because that's Mm -hmm. something that I think about too. And I would encourage people to do because why clutter up your house with stuff before you actually need it? But also, it may prevent you from getting things that you never actually use. So I think that you should buy things when they actually, when your baby reaches that milestone and not before. I, I love that. And then again, stores will always be there. So if you do need something that you can, that you didn't expect that you would need, you can always go to the store. So I think that like pre-baby, we just get, again, so overwhelmed by the list that people are making and telling us that we have to have. And again, the reason why I do like Poppy List is it is mothers that are helping to cultivate these lists. It's not marketers that just want you to buy their product. And so to me, I would seek out advice from real moms versus the marketers that are just trying to make a dollar with whatever the new product is.
1: Yeah, I'm shaking my head in agreement with everything you're saying. (laughs) So (laughs) yes, it's our North Star. Like that is populist's North Star is every product recommendation has been sourced from a parent. And so I I just love that about us so much because in a world that's inundated by influencers and advertisements Mm -hmm. and just all this untrusted recommendations it's so hard to know what is true. And um, we don't have baby registry experts or people that test the product. You know, I, maybe we will in the future, but for now, like you said, these are recommendations directly from moms and dads. And unless Populous can verify that this product has helped someone, a mother or a father, we will not recommend it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's pretty straightforward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. In my new book, not to put my book out there, but um I did go into a deep dive about pregnancy and postpartum and how to be a minimalist in this area so I also have cultivated a list of things but at the same time I'm really cutthroat when it comes to the things that I keep in my house so again I think it's really good to get real mom's opinions on this versus marketers i definitely feel that to be true but then i did want to say one last thing and that is that if you have done something or just choose to do something that seems counter to what Sarah or I have said Like that's totally okay. And you really are just doing the best that you can for your baby. And I just think that that shows how invested you are in your baby. So these are just recommendations from Sarah and I on what to get, or if we're too minimalist with the things that we're recommending. But I did want to put that out there that these are just recommendations. And I think that like listening to podcasts like this or seeking out information on Poppy List or just wanting to do the best by your baby, it really does show that you're a wonderful mom and just to be confident in that so I just wanted to put that out there
1: yeah I I could not agree more and listen just because I'm, I'm trying my best to live this way does not mean I always succeed I am a sucker for stuff that has pandas on it my daughter right now is obsessed with pandas and it takes every inch of my body not to buy everything that has pandas so listen it's um it's hard, right? And it's a balance, but if I can do my best to educate people and to offer a different perspective and just share with them, Hey, hey, here are just things to consider. Just think about this. And to your point, yes, everyone just needs to do what works for them. And Oh my gosh, I, I have so much admiration for mothers and fathers and especially in a time like this. And, you know, in an era like COVID where non-essential purchases are down, I do feel like I have a responsibility to to really help new parents make informed purchasing decisions. And I feel really passionate about that. And it's a balance. I don't always achieve everything I put out there. Mm-hmm. And um, I did buy her panda slippers on Amazon, which I know were not necessary. But, man, they sure are cute. So, <laughs>
0: No, I totally get it. And then that said, I, I think that you definitely can live with far less than you think, and especially with a <laughs> newborn, it's just—it's shocking how little they need to get by.
1: Yeah, it, it really is. And and I I wish I knew that with Amelia, and I know better now, and I can just share my experience, and that's that's really all I'm trying to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, is there anything that we missed that you wanted to touch
1: on? I don't think so. No, I think that's everything. I'm just so grateful and I cannot wait to get a copy of your book. And this is my first podcast. And now I can say I've also been interviewed by an author, which is also a first. Yeah, no.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited to have you here. This was great. Well, where can listeners find you if they want to connect?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, listeners can find me on, uh, Instagram. The handle is just at populist. That's P O P P Y L I S T or you can connect with me on our website, which is poppylist.com. And the one thing I will say, as I always get asked, how did you decide on naming your company Mm poppylist? So when I found out I was pregnant, I downloaded one of those apps that you can sort of track, you know, the size of your baby. And when I put in my due date, Amelia was the size of a poppy seed and the name poppy just always stuck. And I'm also from California and that's the state flower. So, um, populous it is. And, and it was inspired by, uh, really just like the size that she was when I, uh, downloaded that app. So that's, that's where populous came from.
0: I love that. That is so sweet. I, yeah, that's so so sweet. It is crazy how little they are. I always loved the app that told me what fruit her what fruit my child was the size of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting.
0: Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope that listeners go check out Populist. And I hope this is an episode that is shared with moms that are first time moms. And I know I have a lot of listeners that already have kids, but I know that there are listeners that are pregnant with their second and maybe they'll go back and do things differently this time. So I just appreciate your wisdom here and I hope they check out Populist.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Diane. I hope they do too. And it's me behind the account. So if anyone hears this and wants to send a message and discuss anything further, I'd be happy to talk with anyone. So thank you so much, Diane. Thank you again to Sarah for joining me today. I wanted to end the podcast by saying this,
0: don't put pressure on yourself to be prepared with all of the things. You are the most important thing that your baby needs. And once they arrive, spend time taking care of yourself and your baby. In my experience, people are happy to lend a helping hand. So if you find that you're missing something, always feel confident in asking for help. I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmom'spodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable
0: practices.